building an alliance. There are enemies coming. I need warriors. I just pushed some people and run away. thought that through. Justice League. Experience it in IMAX. Hey folks, it's Rico, and uh, you're about to listen to, or are listening to, an, another episode of uh, Trex and Sci-Fi. Today is November 12th, 2017, and this is going to be Podcast 658. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, thanks to uh, Jedi Jeff last week for that guest show. Appreciate that. Uh, this week, we are going to be looking at, uh, well, get this, we're going to look at a new, or not a new, <laughs> we're going to look at a Voyager episode, going to play a Voyager episode, Star Trek Voyager, remember that show? And comment, it's called Scientific Method, I think that's the name of it, and it is from season four, I'm pretty uh, together today, aren't I? <laughs> it is my wife's birthday, Lynn, so happy birthday to her, so uh, I'm going to try to we're going to go out to lunch with uh, family and get a kind of dash through this podcast pretty quickly. So, um, hey, let's do this. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Treks in Sci-Fi podcast. Scotty, beat me up. Fascinating. Stand by to receive our transmission. Okay, folks, I'm back. And again, this is Rico, your host for Treks in Sci-Fi. Again, I like to say fairly regularly to uh, a big thank you to those who have listened to the show for a long time. Thanks to anyone new that might be listening. Uh, also, thanks to anyone who supports this show. If you'd like to support it also, over on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Treks in Sci-Fi. Uh, there you can sign up for, you know, just as little as a dollar a month, $12 a year to uh, to support a podcast that uh, has been bringing you, uh, bringing you all kinds of good geeky uh, goodness for over 12 years. Yeah, so I uh, appreciate those who have donated and uh, any that donate in the future as well. So I think that's the business at hand, as they say. If you ever want to contact me at treksf at gmail.com. So... Uh, and iTunes reviews. I guess that's the other thing to always mention. Those are always great to get still. All right, let's go through about 10 minutes. I'm going to try to keep this to about 10 minutes of just uh, commentary on movies, television, what's going on in the geeky uh, geek world. Lots of stuff, actually. Uh, are, are really great. Well, let, let's go with the most recent things that have been popping up, I guess, and then I'll go a little backwards in time. Not not a lot in backwards in time, but... Um, not like I have a time machine or anything. That'd be cool, though, wouldn't it? Oh, and if you haven't watched that show, Timeless, watch it. Because it's coming back for season two, I think early in 2018. And it's a fantastic show. Uh, NBC, uh, it got kind of saved at the last minute. So Timeless is is the big recommendation for uh, uh, do a little binging over the holidays when, when all, most of the other shows are kind of winding down. Uh, so, yeah, recent news, just in the last few days, Star Wars news. Uh, 
two things, really, and I think they're both confirmed pretty much. Well, one's definitely confirmed. Brian Johnson. Is it Johnson or Johnston? I think it's Johnson, right? Anyway, he's the writer-director of the upcoming Last Jedi movie. And he uh, has been assigned the task by Disney, by Kathleen Kennedy, whoever makes these uh, proclamations, uh, to uh, to basically create a, a whole new trilogy in the Star Wars universe. So pretty cool. I, I mean, when Disney bought Star Wars, we knew that they were going to just be churning out the movies. Although it hasn't been a huge churn. I mean, what have we had? We've had uh, The Force Awakens. We've had Rogue One. And now we're having The Last Jedi. So, um, I mean, we're doing pretty good. I mean, we're getting about one a year, right? Since the, the trend started. Or this, it came back. Anyway, um, so we're getting episode uh, eight uh, next month. Uh, in about a month from now, approximately. Uh, the Last Jedi. And so he's been given this task to do a new Star Wars trilogy. Probably not involving the Skywalkers at all, I think. Uh, who knows? No one knows. Uh, maybe Ryan Johnson knows and has an idea already, or maybe Disney and him have come to come up with a, a setting for it. Uh, I suppose it kind of ends on uh, how Episode Nine ends up. You know, will it be far in the future or less in the past? Uh, you know, it is Star Wars is a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Uh, will it be in the Star Wars universe's future, or will it be in the you know distant past of uh, like the Old Republic, thousands of years back? in time when the Jedi and the Sith were having big wars and battles and all that. Who knows? Who really knows? I mean, it would be very cool to go back to that old Republic time. I think that would be, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff they could do there. But um, yeah, this is cool news. I, I, I'm excited. We're still going to get these standalone movies. The Han Solo movie is coming. Uh, the, I don't, I think Kenobi is kind of a, a, a sure thing, maybe-ish. Maybe not a sure thing. I don't know. It's hard to keep track of what's real and what's not on the internet these days, but the new Star Wars trilogy is pretty much confirmed. And the other thing that came out is Disney is going to start a new television network. They've been talking about this for a while. Uh, people have talked about that CBS All Access might have something to do with this, uh, perhaps to a degree. But, you know, all these channels, networks, properties, you know, divisions, companies out there, you know, everybody's getting their own little TV channel. Uh, and uh, I'm just going to make the pitch. This is what people wanted, right? You know, no, didn't people didn't want cable TV. They wanted to pay for what they wanted to watch. Well, here you go. So uh, you got it. And it's costing people eventually probably <laughs> as much money or more. Um, who knows? And, you know, it was all the controversy about CBS All Access, a big $5.99 a month. But um, so Disney's going to have a channel. Uh, the The talk is Disney movies, which would include Star Wars, which could could and would include the Marvel films. Uh, they're going to get eventually pulled from Netflix and other services and be on this other channel. And one of the things this other channel is supposed to have, or they're announcing-ish, again, I'm not sure if this one's completely official yet. I mean, they've talked about this idea for a long, long time, too. They're going to do a Star Wars TV series. Um, for this specific Disney channel. Now, uh, no real info on what it's going to involve, the timing, the, any detail yet. Just, hey, we're going to do this thing. Of course they're going to do that. Um, I have kind of mixed feelings about a TV series for Star Wars. I mean, I like the animated shows. I, I'm sure, you know, bring it on if you're going to do a TV series. Uh, but 
people have talked about this even with regards to the movies and a lot of the stuff that's been going on. Is this going to dilute what Star Wars is? You know, Star Wars was always this very, very special. You know, we had three movies for so long. Then we had six movies eventually, right? And, and it's that's not a lot. And, of course, there's a lot of tie-in things, books, comics, uh, and all that. But it was fairly limited, really, when you think about how popular it is with just that much content out there, right? I mean, Star Trek, for example, has hundreds of, of TV episodes for multiple TV series. They have movies. They've been around for a, a very long time, longer than Star Wars, you know, books, comics. Uh, and I, I'm not going to get into which one's bigger or more popular. That's not really my point. But my there's just a huge more, more content. You know, it was basically Star Trek is, to me as a TV show. That's why Discovery, I think, is, is um, doing pretty well. It's going to be back for a second season. The season, uh, or the first half of the season, roughly half, a little bit more than half. Episode 9 is going to end the first arc, or first part of this season, and it's going to come back in early January with the last six episodes. So Discovery, you know, bringing Trek back to TV is a cool thing. So Star Wars on television? In a live-action format, not animated. Uh, ah, yeah, I'm excited. Why not uh, bring it on? It's uh, a great idea. I, I think it can be well done. I, I think uh, I think it should be very cool. I would still love to know what Lucas had in mind. You know, when they were gonna, they were getting pretty far along in doing a, a Star Wars television series. You know, that he was thinking and planning for quite a bit, and it was you know the cost involved. But I think people have discovered now with things like Game of Thrones, with Star Trek Discovery, with all the Mar. Uh, sorry, yeah. Um, not just Marvel, but other Netflix series, you know, Marvel series, of course, Daredevil and everything, the Defenders up through uh, that. Uh, we're getting Punisher soon in about a week. So, you know, there, there's a place for high quality, you know, expensively produced um, television. Uh, and, uh, you know, Star Wars is certainly not going to be a cheap undertaking. Uh, but look what they spent on Game of Thrones, and it certainly is paying off for HBO. So, uh, yeah. That's exciting. Um, the last thing I wanted to touch on here, and I'm running out of my 10-minute limit here a little bit more, uh, is I saw Thor Ragnarok uh, last weekend. Super great, funny, uh, action-packed, just just a great Marvel movie, very much in the vein of uh, other Marvel films, especially a little bit more humorous like Guardians of the Galaxy, but still, you know, good stuff going on. I, I, I love the combo, and, and this is all in the trailers. Uh, the the way uh, the Hulk slash Bruce Banner and Thor work together, they're kind of opposites in a way, really, right? I mean, they're both, as heroes, they're both pretty big, strong guys, but uh, they're, they're, you know, one's a scientist, one's a, the god of thunder, right? So uh, it's, um, it's cool to see the two of them together in a movie like this. There's some other people in it, too, and uh, Clay, Kate, Clate? <laughs> Kate Blanchett was great as Hella. Uh, really great movie. I'd love to see it again soon when it's still in the theaters, but go see it. If you enjoy the Marvel movies, you're going to really like this one a lot. And I think this one is, I think this is the kind of movie you could probably take other people who aren't into the comic movies as much. They'd still get a kick out of this, I think. Uh, and I, I, I don't really think the humor is overdone. I didn't find it that way. I, I thought it worked well, very well. So, uh, yeah, go check that out. And there's a lot of television. I'm trying to work my way. I'm on the last three episodes of Stranger Things. Finally going to hopefully get through that before Thanksgiving. 
And the last thing that I wanted to say before we get into looking at the Voyager episode is next weekend, uh, I will be down in Austin again at Austin Comic-Con, Wizard World, Austin Comic-Con, with uh, the ladies from Anomaly and other of their friends, and we're going to costume and, and catch up again. It's been two years since I was there. We didn't go last year, so it's going to be great. I'm really looking forward to it. It'll be there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Get in early Friday and come back uh, late Saturday after or Sunday afternoon. Sorry, and yeah, that's going to be cool. So anybody in the Austin, Texas area, or anybody who wants to come see us, Anomaly, uh, they're going to have a booth again. So come on by and and check us out. Uh, I think it's going to be uh, well. I know it's going to be uh, a great time. So uh, yeah, really looking forward to that. All right, let's segue now. Uh, a lot of other television to talk about. A lot of TV on these days. That's a lot of fun. So uh, and I think Kaylee's barking upstairs. So I don't know if you'll pick up that on the mic here. But uh, all right, let's. Without any further ado, let's get into the Star Trek Voyager episode scientific method and this is from season four and i think it'll be fun so i'm going to comment and play the episode for you right now all right we're with balana in like a jeffrey's tuberry or something here at this point sorry i i didn't realize that you'd been assigned here today i wasn't the space was unoccupied, so I came here to work. On what? I'm reconfiguring the power couplings in this section. Why? The astrometrics lab requires additional energy. I see. So you're rerouting power from other locations, like engineering? There are minor adjustments. Primary systems will not be affected. Unless, of course, someone is trying to do a warp core diagnostic, which my crew has been trying to do all morning. We have lost hours of work because of this. There is no need for anger. I had no intention of causing a problem. What, sorry isn't in the Borg vocabulary? You need to check with me before you touch the power systems. Understood? Understood. Yeah, so now uh, Bolana's moving in to change things. I'm unaccustomed to things. working in a hierarchy. In the collective, there was no need to ask permission. If you're going to be a member of this crew, get used to it. Procedures exist for a reason. We've got to work together. Follow the same set of rules. Lieutenant. I was given that lecture once. By Captain Janeway when I first joined this crew. If I could adjust to Starfleet life, so can you. Of course. Seven of Nine is wearing a different outfit this time, too. I don't know if this one shows up a lot. It's her, like, brown. It's got, like, a higher collar Doc, on it type of thing. I've got to go run a few errands. I'll be back soon. Not so fast, Mr. Paris. Can't these errands wait until the end of your duty shift? Well, it's my con report, actually. So I if you remember, Paris works with the in, doctor in sickbay at times. You've been here all afternoon. Didn't this occur to you before? Well, we've been so busy that I guess it just slipped my mind. I see. Well, 
since it's an emergency, don't let me stand in your way. And there's nobody Thanks. in uh, in sickbay right now. They look around the room and it's empty. So obviously Paris is up to something here, a little different than uh, going off and doing his con report, like he said. So he's moving down the corridor kind of suspiciously, slipping in and out around areas. Computer, lock onto these coordinates. I need a site-to-site -site transport. No, wait. Access the central replicator files first. Are those supposed to make up for canceling on me last night? I got stuck with an extra shift on the bridge. What could I say? Sorry, Captain, I've got a date with Balana. And what about right now? Aren't you supposed to be working in sickbay? I said I had to go deliver a con report. Not bad. But he'll be expecting you back. He can wait. So this is sort of early in the stages of uh, Balan and Tom's relationship, and then some weird X-ray picture takes is, is taken of them, like they're being um, X-rayed. I just had the feeling that somebody was watching us. I must be completely paranoid about getting caught in a compromising position. <laughs> kind of exciting, isn't it? <laughs> So, something weird is going on, obviously, right? Alright, let's dial down the music. Haven't done one of these style episodes in a long time. It seems like a couple months, maybe. I've been talking so much about Star Trek uh, Discovery. We don't want to leave uh, all the other Star Treks behind too far. Alright, Scientific Method. This is uh, Season 4, Episode 7. Production number 175. First aired on... Um, Oh, almost exactly around 20 years ago. October 29th, 1997. Wow. Uh, teleplay by Lisa Klink, who I think was worked on Voyager fairly regularly. Uh, story by Sherry Klein and Harry Docklore. Uh, directed by David Livingston, a fairly, uh, very, you know, tried and true regular director for uh, Star Trek in general. Uh, basically this episode, you know, spoiler alert for an episode from 20 years ago, it involves some aliens kind of observing the crew, and, and the, the cool thing about this episode, I think, is, is that you get to see some aspects of the characters and some different things that you don't normally see, uh, which, which I always find good and, you know, interesting when they do that kind of stuff. Uh, and, and I'm I kind of a soft spot for uh, season four of Voyager episodes, or season four in general. It's when um, Seven of Nine first came on board, so that created some interesting dynamics and interesting uh, types of episodes. She, she's very much still trying to figure out how to be human-like more than a Borg, and and, and it, it also changes the again the dynamics of the crew and the character. So. Uh, you go back to the, uh, the relaxation regimen I prescribed for you. I've been too busy. The usual story. Have you been getting enough sleep? More or less, mostly less. Mm -hmm. And have your headaches been getting any worse? No. 
They're not getting any better either. They're like hot needles driving into my skull. So uh, the doctor is giving uh, Janeway here like a uh, little rub down, a little massage. Under constant stress, eating on the run without sufficient exercise or rest. Your body is crying out for mercy. It certainly is right now. There must be some easier way to do this, Doctor. A hypo spray, maybe? Always looking for the simple fix. Sometimes there's no substitute for intensive osteopathic pressure therapy. You're fortunate to have a masseur who can work all day without tiring. <laughs> Commander, unless this is an emergency, my patient is unavailable. I'm here, Chakotay. What is it? We've reached the source of those energy readings, and I thought you'd like to see what we found. On my way. Captain. I know what you're going to say, Doctor, but I can't neglect my responsibilities. Actually, I was going to suggest a change of outfit. So uh, Janeway's wearing her hair a little uh, differently in this episode for the first time. It's kind of long. She's good in a bun, but there's a, like a ponytail to it. I kind of like that style. But as long as we're careful, I think we can collect some invaluable data. She's rubbing her forehead. She's got a pretty bad headache again. I guess I'm a little too tired to concentrate on stellar phenomena right now. I'll leave this project in your capable hands. Hmm? You know, the more that time has gone by, the more I kind of really uh, respect and like Janeway as a captain. I, I think she... She fits uh, yes. the show. She fits I'm what their predicament is. I'm trying to the impulse drive, uh, but I wanted to make sure that I wasn't compromising health control. No, sensible precaution. I'd be glad to help. Good. All of the specs are at my upper workstation. Then let's get started. So they go to this upper station in engineering and... Tom's kind of has Bolana leaning back against the uh, council with pushing buttons. Did you hear something? Oh, you always think you hear something. Tuvok walks in on him. Commander. Lieutenant. <laughs> Here is the power usage data you requested. Right. Of course. I didn't expect it quite so promptly, which I guess I should have uh, coming from you. I mean, I, I'm grateful that you got the data to me so quickly. Thanks. Yeah, so uh, that kind of spoiled the mood, I guess. Tuvok. <laughs> Tuvok. I guess that was uh, kind of embarrassing. I don't experience embarrassment. Right. Well, I guess there's no harm done. It's not like there was a security violation or anything. None that I am aware of. So, I guess there's nothing that would have to go on any kind of report. You want me to conceal what I've observed of your relationship with Lieutenant Torres? Well, I'd certainly never ask you to be dishonest. Certainly not. Do you think he'll say anything to the captain? I don't know. Well, how did he sound? Annoyed? Amused? Sounded Vulcan. What more can I tell you? Deck one. We've got to be more careful with appearances. We shouldn't go into the briefing at the same time. Ah, good idea. Okay, you go in first, I'll come in a minute later. No, that'll look even more suspicious. Listen to us. We're acting like criminals when we haven't done anything wrong. Well, I'm not saying that we have. I just thought we wanted to keep this relationship to ourselves. We do, right? Do you? If you do. 
computer hall turbo lift. Let's figure out how we want to handle this. Well, I don't think that is anybody else's business how we feel about each other. Neither do I. All right, then we're agreed. Just a little bit more careful in public, and we don't say anything to anybody. At least for now. Now? Sounds like you see a future in this. <laughs> I would never be so presumptuous. Smooth this is one recovery, of, Lieutenant. One of the I uh, so. Computer, things resume. I like about Voyager 2 is, you know, relationships like this make sense. So They're I'll out there on their own for a long time. Right. And I also think it's Tom and Milana made a good couple. It makes sense that they would Here's the plan. be together. We'll circle the two pulsars at a minimum distance of 80 million kilometers. That might not be far enough. We've been detecting some random proton bursts. A strong one could knock out our shields. Tom, go to 90. Keep at a safe distance. Yes, sir. Tuvok, keep our shields at maximum strength. Divert auxiliary power if you need it. I want to take every precaution on this survey. Report any problems immediately, no matter how small. Dismissed. So Janeway still Taurus. looks like pretty haggard still. Thanks. Uh-oh. Janeway's, uh wants to see both of them separately. I don't usually pry into the personal lives of my crew, but in this case, I have to question your recent conduct. I guess Tuvok... Tuvok? I haven't heard a word from Tuvok. But you two have been making enough of a public display that half the ship is gossiping about it. Believe me, that wasn't our intention. You are senior officers, and I expect you to maintain the standard for the rest of the crew, but this adolescent behavior makes me question my faith in you both. If you choose to pursue a relationship, that's your business. But you consider yourselves under orders to use better judgment about it. Is that understood? Yes, ma'am. Yes, Captain. Dismissed. Yeah, so, you know, Janeway's a little frazzled here in this episode, and... and so that kind of makes sense. They're all kind of, I think, a little under pressure and, and computer hot coffee black. Partly due to the episode and what's going on and all that, but um, the um, I thought that was pretty reasonable of her to. Oh, now we got Chakotay being, you know, X-ray picture taken. He drinks some coffee and now he's shaking. Drops the coffee. He goes over to his little uh, water bathroom area there and is splashing some cold water on his face. And then he sees some hair in, in the sink. And he and he runs his hands across his, his head and a lot of big chunks of his hair come out. Commander Chakotay is suffering bone decalcification, tissue necrosis, decreased visual acuity, all classic signs of aging. But they've developed within hours. Any theories? He's now like there's in sick bay. He looks like he's about like a hundred years old. To age prematurely, but there's never been an adult case, and it was supposedly eradicated two centuries ago. Even so, I took a close look at your DNA. These segments regulate your body's metabolism. My scans indicate that they've been hyperstimulated somehow. What's the prognosis? I can't speculate on that until I've identified the cause. There's no sign of an infectious agent. We spent several hours near a binary pulsar that was emitting intense gamma radiation. Our shields were operating. I don't see how I could have been exposed to it. At this point, we can't rule out anything. I'm going to take a closer look at the data we collected. Really got a we good makeup job on him. As well as my office and the bridge, everywhere I've been today. I'm not prepared to send you back on duty yet, Commander. 
I may look pretty strange, but my mind is perfectly clear. I'd rather stay busy than just sit here. I have no idea how your symptoms will progress. You should remain in sickbay for observation. He's right, Chakotay. I'll keep you informed. Whatever's affecting the commander's DNA is working at a submolecular level. I'd like to set up an electron resonance scanner in the science lab to get a closer look. Use whatever you need and ask Bellana to give you a hand. Still having headaches, Captain? Oh, I don't need any more lectures about working too hard, Doctor. Chakotay's the one who needs your attention right now. I'll get to work on the scanner right away. Under orders to use better judgment? Oh, that's pretty harsh. I hope I can manage it. Well, she does have a point. You could have been more discreet. Oh, I forgot I was talking to the most upstanding ensign in Starfleet. Good morning. Neelix. I was just about to whip up a fresh batch of scrambled eggs. Would you like some? Uh, actually, I was hoping you might have some leftover Plikarine casserole from last night. For breakfast? I like it. I'm sure I can find some for you. So, I guess your relationship isn't exactly a secret anymore. You think anybody on this ship can keep a secret? So Neelix is, is collapsed. Watch. What's happening? Paris to the doctor. I'm bringing Neelix to sickbay. It's an emergency. Now pay attention, Mr. Paris. These scans should indicate whether... Hmm. What is it? It seems that your DNA has been hyperstimulated, just like Commander Chakotay's. Neelix doesn't seem to be aging. No, the effects are quite different. If anything, I look like a Mylian. Uh, they occupy a region of space near Talax. Interesting. Do Talaxians and Mylians share a common ancestry? Not that I know of. Do the two races ever intermarry? Yes. As a matter of fact, my great-grandfather was Mylian. Then one-eighth of your genetic material was inherited from him. Those must be the genes which have become stimulated. Too bad my great-grandfather wasn't a little better looking. He's all, like, spotted now, as like a leopard. As far as I can tell, his condition seems stable. I'm going to leave you in charge of sickbay so I can continue the DNA analysis. If anyone else comes in, I'll run a cellular scan. Is there anything else I can do? Do your best to keep them comfortable. Until we have more information, that's the best either of us can do. Yeah, so Neelix is looking at himself in this mirror. His new leopard spots everywhere uh, are pretty intense. But he's not old, at least. Although he's kind of limping around here now in this scene. Thought you might be thirsty. And they Thanks. got old Chakotay and, and weird older Neelix in sickbay. You smell sick something bay. strange? Uh, I'm... Uh, I'm afraid that's me. I seem to be developing my lean sweat glands. Sorry. It's not so bad. Well, whatever happens, I I try to keep in mind that things could be worse. I still have my home here on Voyager. My friends. Your hair. <laughs> True. Chakotay looks like almost like he's been back. like. At like Deadpool. Not losing your eyesight. His face is all really See like that display melted. over there? Nothing but a blur. You think that's bad? The doctor tells me my pupils have dilated 60%. I, I can't even look at that display, it's so bright. Yeah? Well, I've got chronic arthritis in my fingers. I can barely keep this glass steady. <laughs> They're comparing nothing. these. My spinal like column old, is fusing uh, together. In a matter you know, of days, I won't symptoms. be able to walk. Got you beat. I can barely walk now. Uh, Lieutenant, can we help? I don't think so. I'm releasing you both back to your quarters. I've just gotten reports of more patients on the way. It's gonna get crowded in here. 
So there's Pulse others that have been affected too. Good. This disorder seems to be spreading rapidly among the crew. Does that mean we'll all be affected? Right now it only means that we need to find some answers as quickly as possible. All right, give the scanner a try. I'll start with Commander Chakotay. How's the resolution? Very nice. Now, let's focus in on the hyperstimulated segments of his DNA. Can you give me more magnification? Coming up. That's odd. What is? There seems to be some kind of contaminant on the base pair sequence. It didn't show up on the first scan. I need a closer look. I'm going to maximum magnification. There's something on the DNA strand that looks kind see? of like a barcode almost. I'm not exactly sure. Well, what does it look like? Technology of some see kind. for yourself. I'm no microbiologist, but that doesn't look like it belongs there. Believe me, it doesn't. I've never seen anything like it. This level of submolecular technology is well beyond anything Starfleet has developed. What are those markings? Some kind of alien writing? I wish I knew. They might help us determine where it came from. And who could have put this into Chakotay's cells without his knowledge? Let me try a compositional analysis. It's in Mr. Neelix's DNA as well. Is this what's causing the mutations? A good scientist never jumps to conclusions, Lieutenant. But I'd say it's a distinct possibility. I'm having trouble getting a clear reading from this sample. It looks almost like the, um, whatever it is, could be slightly out of phase. That must be why my initial scans didn't reveal it. I'm compensating for the phase variance. You're not going to believe this, but I'm picking up an energy signature. This thing is transmitting some kind of a signal. To where? I don't know. It's too weak to travel very far. Access the internal sensors and set them to a phase variance of 0.15. Right. Lieutenant! He Your just program blinks. is being deleted. How? I don't know. I'm transferring you back to sickbay. Balana, science lab to the bridge. This is the doctor. So Balana just collapsed. The doctor had to get transferred back to sick bay. So it was a in the last that hour, fell. three more patients have come in with genetic mutations. The effects are starting to become life-threatening. What happened to Balana? The alveoli in her lungs suddenly stopped processing oxygen. I've got her on respiratory support. She almost died. What about the doctor? The computer logs in the science lab show that he was trying to transfer himself to sick bay. Something must have gone wrong while he was in transit. Could the doctor's Seven of nine. This is the doctor. Can you hear me? But he never made it back. It's me, the doctor. I've tapped into your audio implants, so only you can hear me. It's imperative that you tell no one. Make any excuse to get out of there and report to Holodeck 2. I'm hiding in the Da Vinci simulation. I'll explain everything when you get here. Seven was checking that. Seven? Seven. So Seven's getting a message from the research. doctor. 
Yes. I examined their work area. There was no record of any findings. The electron resonance scanner appeared to be malfunctioning. I could return to the science lab and attempt to repair it. Keep me informed. So the doctor sends her this audio Hold message to uh, this way, meet uh, meet him on the holodeck. I can only conclude that someone has implanted these microscopic tags in the DNA of the crew to cause genetic mutations. For what purpose? I don't know. And I get the feeling they don't want us to find out. Explain. When Lieutenant Torres and I started making progress in our investigation, we were both incapacitated. Call me paranoid, but I don't think that is a coincidence. If you're correct, perhaps our actions are being monitored. That's why I couldn't risk contacting anyone over the comm system. Our first course of action should be to collect more information. My thinking exactly. So he's Alana in this Da Vinci simulation as an artist sensors. here. It's pretty to funny, and he's wearing these uh, tight pants. <laughs> I'd like to do the same to your Borg sensory nodes. Proceed. There's a background story Computer. here that I guess Robert Picardo. Give me a Picardo, type four uh, The Robert Picardo was was uh, saying he has like one of the best butts in the crew or the cast, and uh, and I guess um, Jerry Ryan now, seven of nine since he always wears these tight outfits. Uh, Pinched his behind a few times during making this episode in the in the background on this. Unusual. So the doctor's adjusting her energy uh, signatures. Her uh, visual implant thing there to be able to see transmitting a signal. What's going on? Kind of gives her a different visual range. No. That's one room down. Kind of like 156 to go. Kind of like Jordy's uh, visor in a way. If you need to contact me, use com frequency epsilon two. I've isolated it from the rest of the system. Understood. And be careful. Someone out there could be watching. So this is pretty smart for the doctor, actually. You know, he, he knows that when they were getting close to figuring things out, that Milana got incapacitated. He did, so he's hiding out. Now he's got seven kind of being playing detective a little bit. So she's seeing uh, now people or aliens on the ship that um, seem to be outside the normal visual range. Deck five. And one of them goes onto the turbo lift with her, but they think, of course, she can't see them, but she can. and it kind of stuck a little probe on her, did something to her. And now I think she's, um, yeah, she's following this um, alien, going, heading to the mess hall. And there's, on some character, some crew, they've been fitted with like, extra little equipment around their heads and things that these aliens are monitoring. Computer frequency epsilon 2. Doctor, the aliens are here on the ship. I can see them everywhere. This is worse than I imagined. You've got to let the captain know. So Seven's trying to, um, you know, 
contact, of course, no, the captain about what's going on here. And keep in mind, you know, through this episode, the captain's been yes. made irrita yes. irritable. She's given these headaches and things. Good morning, Captain. That's a matter of opinion. What is it? Internal scans haven't revealed anything about the genetic mutations. The doctor? Still offline. We are investigating the possibility. Inform me of any progress. Understood. There's one more thing. The incident with Tom and Bellana started me thinking about ship's protocol, or lack thereof. Captain? It seems to me that people have been getting a little too comfortable around here lately. They're late for their duty shifts, taking mess hall privileges during non-designated hours, and a lot of people are spending more time on the holodeck than they are at their posts. You are security chief. Don't 13 department heads report to you every day? Yes. Well, straighten them out. Shall I flog them as well? Maybe the doctor was right. I think I do need a vacation. You do seem unsettled. Crazed is more like it. I haven't felt this anxious since my first day of command. Remind me to lower the volume on that door. Come in. Captain, I wish to speak with you. So when Seven, What's wrong? Seven pops in, the captain has two little My attempts to repair the resonance scanner have failed. Aliens, I require assistance. Uh, and she's got these Ask needles, like, jabbed into her brain. Yes, Captain. Is that all? And they're working on her while Seven's there, but she doesn't want to obviously give away that she knows and can see them. Although I... When this mutation crisis is over, I think I'll spend a few days in Renaissance Tuscany. There's a little inn outside Siena I've been wanting to try. Although I kind of thought that Seven would just go grab those aliens, you know, or do something right then and there, right? I will join you for a glass of wine. So, of course, the question is, how did all these aliens get on Voyager without them knowing about it? And, and what are they up to? I mean, they're studying the humans, but they're putting them all under I've kinds of... I've observed 56 of the aliens. 56? <laughs> Have you seen any pattern to their behavior? Any hint as to what they're trying to accomplish? They seem to be conducting experiments on the crew and monitoring the results. Well, that's not as good. As a Voyager or one big Petri dish. I may be among them. In the turbo lift, one of them probed me with a medical instrument. We cannot allow them to continue. I've been analyzing their energy signatures. I believe there's a way to make them visible to everyone. How? Using a precisely modulated phaser beam. If we expose them, the crew may be able to fight back. But what if the aliens retaliate by inflicting lethal mutations on everyone? It's too risky. What do you suggest? The key to the aliens' control is the genetic tags. I believe a neuroleptic shock would disable them. Unfortunately, it would be rather painful. Will the crew recover? Yes, they will. The hard part will be administering the shock to everyone simultaneously. The power relays could be reconfigured to do it. Good. I assume you know how to do that? You assume correctly. But I will have to bypass several safeguards. It will take time. Then you better get started. 
So basically, they're going to zap all those little electronic deals in the brains, or not brains, but DNA of people to um, more or less turn them off, turn off all the things that aliens are doing to them on the crew all at the same time. And of course, remember back at the beginning of the episode, Balana specifically said to Seven of Nine, don't mess around with my you know, engine and power on the ship without letting me know, and now she's kind of having to do this. <laughs> And it's pretty interesting because Tubok to seven of nine. She has all kinds yes. of access. Why have you accessed the EPS relay system? There is a malfunction. I'm attempting to repair it. Perhaps you should leave that to the engineering crew. Normally I would. However, they are all occupied with other tasks. You're compromising the power safety protocols. Stop what you're doing at once. I assure you there is no cause for concern. And Tuvok um, leaves the bridge because he's not obviously getting through to her. It seems like if you whisper to a crew member with no aliens around and tell them, you'd be able to get away from the console. As I told you, I am conducting repairs. You're attempting to deceive me. Why? There's nobody around. Oh, now there are. There are aliens around. Three aliens around. I can't explain to you, but you must allow me to continue. Your actions could result in an energy discharge which would be harmful to the crew. I realize that. Don't move. So she if grabs two box phaser and take me, I will kill you. I believe you. And made one of them become visible to the crew. What do you intend to do now? You will come with me to speak to the captain. I am certain she will have questions for you. Keep on trying to disable the tags. Let me know when you're ready. Understood. I'll attempt to modify the internal sensors to detect the aliens. Good. Keep me informed. Janeway's pretty upset. Good for her. You're experimenting on my crew? Yeah, you shouldn't do that. Who are you? And what the hell are you doing to my crew? My team has been observing you and conducting tests. Tests? I'd call them mutilations. I can understand why you're angry. I don't like causing people to suffer, but sometimes it's a necessary part of my work. What kind of work is that? <laughs> Medical research. Yeah. You're scientists. Yeah, I'm like not you. very... Ethical From where scientists. I stand, you're a hostile invasion force. I want to know how Airlock long you've Come been on. here and exactly what you've been doing to us. I can't answer those questions. It's a breach of protocol for me to be speaking to you at all. How convenient. That way you never have to face your victims. Captain, please, you're exaggerating the situation. Our techniques are as benign as we can make them. What I've been through for the last few days certainly hasn't felt benign. Please understand that there's a purpose to our actions. The data we gather from you may help us cure physical and psychological disorders that afflict millions. Isn't that worth some discomfort? Uh, sure I don't think so. Sorry. If your people you were the ones ask. being subjected to these experiments. Just as your perspective would change if your people were the ones to live longer and healthier lives as a result. Don't forget. We've been observing you, Captain. 
I know the most important thing to you is the welfare of your crew. You'd even kill to protect them. If necessary. Of course you would. You take care of your own, just as we do. Don't do it at the expense of others, though, We're lady. really more similar than you care to admit. That's where you're wrong. What you're doing isn't self-defense. It's the exploitation of another species for your own benefit. My people decided a long time ago that that was unacceptable. Even in the name of scientific progress. You're a remarkably strong-willed individual. I've been very impressed by your self-control over the past several weeks. We've been increasing your dopamine levels. Stimulating various aggressive impulses to test your behavioral restraints. Yeah, she doesn't, yeah, There's been break a great easy. difference of opinion about how much more strain you can bear. Not much, Not lady. much. <laughs> I had hoped you might be more cooperative once you realized the importance of our work. Sorry, these lab rats are fighting back. I'm afraid that will be pointless. We're monitoring your attempts to break our control over you. You won't succeed. We may find that you've underestimated us. Consider what's in the best interest of your crew. We will be continuing our research. Yeah, I don't think so, If you make no lady. further attempts to interfere, I assure you that the fatality rate will be minimal, though there may be some deformities. And I would be willing to share our final data with you. Oh, that's it kind can't of you. You possibly expect me to accept that. If you don't, then the entire experiment and its subjects will be terminated. Yeah, you really shouldn't threaten uh, Janeway. You shouldn't threaten her crew. Are you telling me Bad there idea. is no way to disable the tags? My attempts to use the EPS relays to induce neuroleptic shock have failed. The aliens may be responsible. I've encountered similar difficulties in my efforts to modify the internal sensors. They appear to have gained access to our key systems. Well, they can't be everywhere all the time. We have got to find an advantage. We'd better find one soon. Sickbay is being filled with new patients with increasingly severe symptoms. We have the ability to make them visible. If we could modify enough sensors, we could resist them. They are still capable of manipulating our DNA. A direct conflict would be inadvisable. Bridge to doctor. Medical emergency. Seems like they, if they can get the sensors online enough, they can beam those uh, aliens away, right? Beam them off the ship or something. Hypertensive shock, 20 milligrams electricity. Her blood pressure is 360 over 125. How is that possible? Severe adrenal stress. No effect. So somebody in sickbay, one of the crew here is... Uh, her arterial pathways are rupturing. She's in cardiac arrest. We're losing her. Captain, I'm afraid that won't help. There's too much internal bleeding. And try something else. We'll transport her to sick bay. Our entire circulatory system has collapsed. There's no way to repair that kind of damage. Brain death has occurred. I'm sorry. There was nothing more we could have done. This ends right now. You're relieved. Captain, what are you doing? I'm running a little experiment of my own. Red alert!
Captain, one of the aliens has just entered the bridge. Understood. We're less than a million kilometers from the pulsars. We must change course immediately to avoid being caught in so their gravity. So this is we're playing no, a little game of going. chicken. This is a far more reckless course of action than I've come to expect from you, Captain. It <laughs> certainly is. All stress is at 30 teradines and rising. You can either fix my crew or we're gonna all die. Field, Your but choice. I don't know how long it can hold. What do you hope to accomplish by this? Flying into a binary pulsar? It seems like I'm trying to crush this ship like a tin can. It's more likely that you're trying to intimidate us. You're welcome to stick around and find out. Hull stress is at 45 teradines. Our course is locked in. Only my authorization can release it. You're not behaving very rationally. That's what you were trying to accomplish, wasn't it? Right? Hmm? Pumping up my dopamine levels to push me to the edge, keeping me awake for four days straight with the constant pain of your devices drilling into my skull. Well, this is the culmination of your work, and guess what? You're going to be right here to collect the final data. Shields have failed. Structural integrity is down to 20%. Enter the authorization code and change course immediately. I don't think you realize that you are not in control here anymore. I can kill you and your crew in an instant. Go ahead. Without us, you won't be able to prevent this ship from being torn apart by the pulsars. And even with my crew working together, I'd say the odds of us getting through this are what? One in ten? One in twenty, at best, Captain. I'm willing to take that chance. Are you? Outer hull temperature has reached 9,000 degrees. The hull's beginning to buckle. Two alien vessels are attempting to disengage from Voyager. is free of the gravitational forces. Then let's divert all power to the shields. No, if we go in, we go in full throttle. Captain? Assuming we survive, we're gonna need all the momentum we can get to reach escape velocity on the other side. Everyone hang on. So the two alien ships disengaged with the crew of those alien I was ships. Not. One blew up and when it released. This is a good scene with Voyager kind of riding the edge of this pulsar. Maximum tolerance. There are breaches on decks 4, 7, 8, and 12. Emergency force fields are holding. I've lost helm control. Main power is offline. Well, let's hope we've got enough speed. That's one tough little ship. I don't believe it. We're alive. I never realized you thought of me as reckless, Tuvok. A poor choice of words. <laughs> it was clearly an understatement. Captain's log, Stardate 51244.3. With the aliens gone, the doctor has been able to remove their devices from the crew and neutralize the genetic tags. It was nice you could get the night off. Nice had nothing to do with it. I switch shifts with Ensign Wildman, which means tomorrow I'll pull a double duty on the bridge and with the dock. Well, I appreciate the sacrifice. Tell me about the wine. Uh, Qatarian Merlot, 2282. You might want to let it breathe first. We've got all night to let it breathe. Engineering to Lieutenant Torres. Uh-oh. Torres here? We're having a problem with the plasma manifold. I thought you'd want to take a look. I don't. Lock it down for now. I'll deal with it in the morning. Taurus out. Good for her. Sometimes it's nice to be the chief engineer. 
try the salad, cheap. So I like this uh, scene. You know, mm. they're they're finally getting some time, uh, and uh, they're in their casual kind this of outfits. This is really delicious. Oh, thanks. I replicated it myself. Mm, you're too good for me. <laughs> Ignore it. Right. <laughs> this is how I feel some days. I'll get rid work. of them. Somebody at the door. Oh. Hi, uh, sorry to interrupt. Hi, Blana. Harry, I'm not home. I, I just wanted to return this. Thanks. Smells good. <laughs> That's it. No more interruptions. Take off the comm badges. Yeah. You know, I've been thinking about what the captain said. thinking maybe she was right. Me too. We have been a little out of control lately. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think we really were? What? Out of control. Those aliens could have just been messing around with our hormones just to see what would happen. You're right, they could have. And we don't know how long they were on board. They could have been tampering with us for months. Well, when you think about it, you did have a pretty abrupt change of heart a couple of weeks ago. What made you realize that you love me all of a sudden? Just a feeling. So our whole relationship might be based on some alien experiment. You never know. Well, I think that explains it. I guess we should just call it off then. I think so. Thank God we found out in time. Thank God. And of course, they just kiss and, and you know. I don't know about you, but I'm curious to see how this experiment turns out. So there we go, Scientific Method. It's a really good episode. Even better than I remembered it. You know, it plays around with the idea of doing experiments on, on people, unbeknownst to them, kind of. The um, Also, I like the fact that Janeway becomes kind of, you know, you know, reckless a little bit more, and, you know, the whole uh, way she gets rid of them. I'm going to turn this down because Netflix is going to switch into the next episode. Um which is actually Year of Hell, part one, in, in season, uh, season I was about to say season seven, season four, right. So yeah, no, that's a good episode. Scientific Method, season four of Voyager. And, and it just is another good example of, uh, you know, Voyager's a cool show, and uh, that was a good one. So I hope you guys enjoyed listening to it. I'm going to take a very short break. I'll come back and wrap up today's podcast. No. Like, come on. <laughs> Pretend Jen, I'm not, like we're singing. I'm not singing. We're not. No, I'm not singing. We can record it. And you could say that right there, and that would be funny. I know. That's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> I'm creating comedy. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to You're create comedy. Sing. Yes. Well, no, I'm trying to create comedy like right now. I know. That's, As we that's speak. funny. <laughs> that's funny.
That's funny. I'm helping you create comedy. This is Angela. And this is Jen. We're from the Anomaly Podcast. You're listening to Rico on Trex and Sci-Fi. Okay, I uh, hope you enjoyed the Voyager episode, Scientific Method, and uh, my earlier discussion about uh, what's going on in the geeky worlds and Thor Ragnarok and all that. Go see that movie, really good. Uh, you want to see that soon because, uh, as I played at the very beginning of the podcast, Justice League is coming out uh, this Friday. I'm actually going to go th- Thursday night, I think, and try to catch it before going down to Texas because I'd like to go see it with my friends down there in Texas, but I'm not sure we're going to really have time, so... And if we do, I'll just see it again because I'm sure it'll be fun and I don't mind seeing movies again. All right, uh, next week, uh, because I'm going to be gone at the Comic-Con, there won't be a show next weekend, the 19th. But in two weeks, I will do a vidcast, a vidcast about the um, Wizard World, Austin Comic-Con, play some video, pictures, music videos, all that good stuff. Uh, That'll be during Thanksgiving weekend. So that's uh, what you've got there. Uh, Oh, I wanted to mention uh, Star Trek Continues, uh, you know, one of the best Star Trek fan film series out there. Uh, They are wrapping up their run uh, with their last episode. It's going to be out tomorrow, the 13th of November. Uh, If you've ever watched Star Trek Continues, just go to Vimeo, V-I-M-E-O dot com. Search for Star Trek Continues, or they're also up on YouTube as well. So uh, a big recommendation for what those guys do. They do a great job. So... uh, yeah, check that out when you can, and uh, watch the uh, season, not season, uh, mid-season finale of uh, Star Trek Discovery tonight. Lots of Star Trek happening, uh, lots of good things. So, um, all right, I'm going to get out of here. I think that's all I needed to say. Yeah, that should cover it. Um, oh, if you want to follow uh, me a little bit more on uh, what's going on at the convention next weekend, you can also check my Instagram feed out at I'm Rico, R-I-C-O. O underscore D uh, over on Instagram or the Treks and Sci-Fi Facebook group. I usually post some stuff up in both those places. So I don't do a lot of tweeting. Uh, occasionally, uh, Treks and Sci-Fi is the, my handle over on Twitter. So that's it, folks. Uh, take care of yourselves. Uh, enjoy your week. And uh, you'll be seeing some things next weekend at the com- from the Comic-Con uh, that I post up. And then in, again in two weeks of vidcast on that. Uh, take care. Talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.
This has been a Rick Dosti podcast production.